Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. This episode of the Hogan Johns podcast is brought to you by the American Lung Association Fight for Air Climb, presented by United Healthcare. You've heard me talking about this. We're doing it, and we want you to join us on our team. And it's happening on Sunday, March 8th at the Presidential Towers in Chicago. The teams from WGN Radio and WGN TV are uniting and inviting you to become a part of the biggest stair climb in Chicago. We're creating our own Hogan Johns team to go along with it. Johns and I will both be doing the climb, and you can sign up to do it with us. Here's what you need to do. You go to the WGN Radio events page at wgnradio.com slash events. There you will see the Fight for Air Climb listed. You click on it. Find the button to register. You'll automatically be added to our team. Then you just got to start training. And why do we do this? Because the fight for clean air and healthy lungs belongs to all of us. You and your team can climb one, two, three, or all four towers. We're going to do all four. It's 2,340 steps. The American Lung Association fight for air climb at Presidential Towers. Hogan Johns. The ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl. That's on us. You know, we made this. That's what we're striving for, perfection. So, guys, uh, it's a disappointing season. Very frustrating. You can't run the ball. You can't throw the ball. You can't catch the ball. You can't run the right routes, and you can't block it. Given the expectations that we had, I think that everyone had, our fans had. I agree with our guy here, Hogan Cat. Obviously, they're going to the Super Bowls, but uh, I don't know where they're losing three games. So to go eight and eight after making the playoffs the year before, it was unacceptable. How the hell are you supposed to do anything offensively when all that happens? Yes. I'm hopeful that we'll straighten it out and the guys will return to the level of play that they had in 18. WGN Radio presents I think you heard it from Ryan and Matt. Um, I have all the confidence in the world in both of them. They're the reason that we had a 12-4 and four year in 2018, and we regressed in a whole lot of areas. Trubisky to the end zone, and it's going to be picked off. It's Adrian Amos who comes back to haunt his old team. With WGM Radio's Adam Ho, and from the athletic, Adam Jones. I think we we should be able to turn it around next year. I mean, we were 12 and 4 just a year ago. We had the coach of the year, the executive of the year. They haven't lost their abilities, and we haven't lost the talent level. We just got to be able to maximize it better this coming season. Here they are, the Adams. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kobe Johns. What's up? Welcome in. This is Hogan Johns. And a storm is a brewing on social media. <laughs> when did you start it? Yeah, I apologize. Are you legally allowed to call a firestorm if you have to start that firestorm yourself? Yes, if you're not like intentionally trying to... Start oh, a firestorm. Come on. Anything with mentioning Mr. Trubisky and other quarterbacks is going to do it. You should know that by now, Adam. Yeah, that's I, I guess what I 
learned. Don't mention the T word on Twitter. I think that's going to be my goal for the rest of the off season. Just don't yeah. do it. It's not worth it. Truth. <laughs> that's it. There's no. There's actually no place for truth on social media. But here, here we are. Truth, also a T word. What? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, we'll explain that here. Uh, Adam Hogan, Adam Johns here with you on the Hogan Johns podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogan, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. You can read me at WGNRadio.com slash Bears, Adam Johns on The Athletic, where you should be subscribed. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns is where you can get a 40% off discount if you're not already a subscriber there. And if you can't get enough Bears talk this offseason, you get a second episode every single week from us uh, as we grind through this offseason. And, and, you know, you know, talk about some quarterbacks like Philip Rivers. You want to start it off? Want to go for it? I think so. Uh, should I read my tweet, I guess? Go for it. All right. So, Philip Rivers yesterday, officially uh, the Chargers announced they're moving on from him. So, Philip Rivers not going to be a Charger in 2020. That means he's definitely hitting the open market, and he will definitely be on a new team. So, of course, when I go on a radio show yesterday or you know check my Twitter, you hear... Would the Bears go after Philip Rivers? So here's the thing. Beyond the fact that Philip Rivers is just 38 years old, uh, and that's the age he will be playing at this year, his numbers in 2019, which included a game against the Bears, he was 66%. He averaged 7.8 yards per completion. 23 touchdowns to 20 interceptions for an overall passer rating of 88.5. I just... Yeah, pretty, yeah go not ahead. Exciting. <laughs> not, not exciting. No, those numbers yeah. are, are not that great. No. No, no, no. So, keep going. Talk okay. about the firestorm. Okay, so then it made me think, well, how do these numbers compare to Mitchell Trubisky? Now, obviously, Mitchell Trubisky in 2019 was worse. As we've covered many, many times, Mitch Trubisky in 2019 was not very good. Nobody is debating that. But it made me think about what these numbers compared to Mitch Trubisky in 2018. Because there's certainly a belief that if you fix some things around him, upgrade the offensive line, fix the running game... Mitch Trubisky, at the very least, could return to his 2018 form. Nobody is arguing that his 2018 form is good enough. We all said that after 2018. And we all said the Bears' success in 2019 would mean that he would get better. That did not happen. Thus, the Bears got worse. These are all things we've covered and everybody knows. But can Mitch get back to his 2018 form? Those numbers, 66%. 7.4 yards per completion, 24 touchdowns to only 12 interceptions, and a rating of 95.4. Those numbers I just listed for Mitch Trubisky in 2018 are better than what Phillip Rivers gave you in 2019. One of these guys is 38. The other is 25. Well, I think one of the arguments made to you is if Trubisky can revert back to 2018, why can't Philip Rivers revert back to 2018? Are you just saying it's an age thing? I think that there's a lot of evidence in 2019 that Philip Rivers is on the decline. 
I think there's a lot of evidence that Mitch Trubisky in 2018 regressed because of a lot of things going around, uh, going on around him and his shoulder. Now, there's no guarantee that Mitch will return to 2018 form, just like it's a gamble that Phillip Rivers will go back to his 2018 form when he was an All-Pro. The difference is Phillip Rivers costs a lot more money and hurts the rest of your roster if you go out and spend that money on him. So... Either way, it's somewhat of a gamble, but one of the gambles is a lot cheaper. The point of this whole tweet was that Philip Rivers is not the answer. In no shape or way or form was it an argument or an endorsement or in a campaign for Mitch Trubisky to continue being the Bears' long-term starter. Well, well, again, truth and context, there's no place on Twitter. Uh, (laughs) My friend, to me, it all comes down to the money, so... I looked up what Peyton Manning got when he signed with uh, the Broncos. Uh, let's go back to that, if everybody can remember. In 2012, he signed with the Denver Broncos, ending his run with the Indianapolis Colts. But let's not forget, in 2011, Peyton Manning set out the entire year with a neck injury, right? The, the, the entire year. And the Colts, because of it, had an opportunity to grab Justin, I was going to say Justin Herbert, Andrew Luck. Uh, the the Chargers are not walking away from an injured player. They're walking away from a player who started all 16 games. Now, Philip Rivers has had his injuries. He's played through all sorts of stuff. But they're walking away from their starter. Let's, I feel like that's important context for people. Like, Why are they walking away from a guy who you know was very productive just a year ago? Obviously, they've seen certain things that decline. They have the number six overall pick. Obviously, they're in the range to grab a quarterback, but they're not going to get Joe Burrow. They're not going to get Tua. The Miami Dolphins are still in front of them. They're going to take, it's going to take some maneuvering to maybe get one of those guys, and I don't think the Cincinnati Bengals are trading out of one. So if you want the second quarterback of that lot, you're going to have to make a move. But maybe you're looking at Justin Herbert, the Oregon quarterback number three. This is all important context. So to go back to Peyton Manning's contract in 2012, he signed a five-year $96 million contract. Five years, $96 million at the age of 36. Philip Rivers is two years older than that. And, and Peyton Manning was coming off the, the, the neck surgery. So there was a gamble as well. Obviously, it worked out, even though when Peyton Manning did win the Super Bowl, he was not the number one reason why in Denver. But five years, $96 million. Now, essentially, that boiled down to a series of one-year contracts that just kind of rolled over. But... Is that the type of money, or something like it, that the Bears would be willing to stomach? I don't think so. That would take serious salary cap maneuvering for a team that already has to do it to find a tight end, to find some offensive line help, to find a better pass rusher. I don't see how the Bears can make it work. And, and again, I'll just I'll point out again, I mean, it's the evidence here to me and it's not just the stats, but that's pretty much all you can throw on Twitter because I, you know, I I can't show you Philip Rivers' whole 2019 season. Philip Rivers was fine in 2019, okay, just like Mitch was fine in 2018. But I thought, at least watching him, and that included a game in person, that you saw a guy that's starting to hit the wall. Can he play another two years? Probably. And is he gonna, is he going to be fine for another two years? Probably. But there's that's what you're paying for. If you're going to sign Philip Rivers in 20, the point is if you go and sign him in 2020 for more money 
that's going to hurt the rest of your roster because you don't have a ton of cap space, and now you're allocating more to the quarterback position. You're not just going to get rid of Mitch. You can't just get rid of Mitch. So you're paying more money for essentially what you're hoping to get from Mitch anyway in 2020, which is just fine, right? Like, that's the point. Phillip Rivers, not the answer. It's not that Mitchell Trubisky is the answer. It's just that Phillip Rivers will not most likely get you to a Super Bowl. Do you really think Phillip Rivers is going to be an all-pro in 2020 and lead the Bears to a Super Bowl? That's the question. Well, I agree with you that father time tends to strike fast. We did see Peyton Manning. I don't think Philip Rivers is in that echelon of Peyton Manning, the Tom Brady's, but he's probably at the, the the notch below. Can I make one I quick do, point though? Peyton okay. Manning, the year they won the Super Bowl, was not Peyton Manning of old. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, I just said that. But but for two for the first three years of that contract. The guy was setting all sorts of, of, of records. Sure, sure. Yeah. 2013, the guy threw 55 touchdown passes. Yep. The, the other year's 37, 39. Now, I'm not saying Philip Rivers. Again, I, I think he's in the notch below the Peyton Mannings, the Drew Breeses, the Tom Brady's of the world. I don't think that's a, an insult of, of, of Philip Rivers. I think that's just the truth. Those other guys have won Super Bowls. Those other guys have all sorts of records. Phillip Rivers, great starter for a long time in this league. Went to a lot of playoff games. All that. A lot of respect for him. But I don't think he's in that same conversation. However, I, I do think the the situation was good for him in Denver. And I look at the Bears situation, and I, I just go back to what Kyle Long said um, on Kappa Company the other day, where he said, you know, we're basically, I don't think any quarterback, he's talking about Jay Cutler, Philip Rivers, you know, best friend forever, um, that any quarterback would have succeeded with the Bears last year. That, that's how widespread their problems were. I don't know what the answer is going to be. I know that quarterback room has to change for the Bears, but to me, in, if it really, like, I'm kind of pivoting here, but like, if, if, Philip Rivers wants to take like a one-year, $10 million contract, and he sees the Bears as the best opportunity for him to win, and it's not the Carolina Panthers, it's not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's not whomever. Would you really would you consider it, Adam, if he wanted to take like a one-year, $10 million deal? He doesn't need the money. The guy's made plenty of money. He just wants to win. What would you do if he's willing to accept such a deal with the Bears? Uh, I would not do that because that is an automatic, you're done with Mitch Trubisky. And if he's only signing a one-year deal, that means in 2021, you are, you're going to need another quarterback again. So you got a, you got a first round pick. It is, it is. Yeah. But you know, you, but in signing Phillip Rivers, you're hoping to win more games. So are you going to, you're going to turn around and fix your quarterback spot. It just it just puts the Bears back to where they've been forever is what that does. Um I just I just think it's a band aid on on something that's not gonna win you the Super Bowl. You have here's another problem that I'm seeing too much and a lot on Twitter. The Bears roster is far from perfect. And we've talked about this too. If if you were to tell me that the Bears are just the Phillip Rivers away from winning the Super Bowl next year Okay, maybe for one year, $10 million, I would do that. There are too many other issues on the roster, too many other areas to address, especially on offense. They need another guard. They might need a tackle. And 
especially at the guard position, you may need to spend a lot of money to fix that. I just, the, I, well, I, I don't think Philip Rivers solves all the problems. I know, I know. I, that said, the quarterback is supposed to be the razor of all boats, right? Like if, just look at Pat, Pat Mahomes or Deshaun Watson when things are going right. I know those are the most obvious examples, but it, it's true across the board. Well, when things aren't going right, the quarterback is supposed to raise everything. Now, Philip Rivers did not do that for the Chargers this year. I mean, their, their problems may be as widespread as the Bears. You know, they're looking at a major overhaul across the board. You get rid of Philip Rivers, you're hitting the rebuild button. That's where they're at. They're going to draft a quarterback. 100% they're going to draft a quarterback. I just think this this quarterback conversation with the Bears, it, it's so nuanced. It, it really is. And I, I don't think the Bears should rule anything out. I, I think that's my, my, my largest takeaway here. Like, if, if Philip Rivers, again, one year, $10 million, two years, you know, Twenty million, you know, maybe that first year's the only one guaranteed. It's like for twelve million bucks. I think the Bears absolutely should consider everything on the table. I think the regression from Trubisky in some facets was that alarming, and I think relying on hope that he can revert back to twenty eighteen when he was still just a middle tier quarterback is, quite frankly, a bit foolish. Now I understand that if Trubisky does improve, what that means for the organization is. is Extremely valuable. Having a young quarterback in place um, changes everything. But you know what? You know, like, like those pro football focus guys <laughs> told you, as they got on you, you know, for, for your for your tweet, there are still concerns about what Trubisky did in 2018. Do I think he could get better? Sure. How much better? I don't know. I just don't think the Bears should rule anything out. They, they should have a conversation today at Hallis Hall. About him. They should have a conversation today at Hallis Hall about Tom Brady, too. They need to consider everything. The roster, I know what you're saying, is still good enough to be middle of the pack. Now, that may be NFL purgatory, but they seem still quite close to being a competent playoff team. Maybe the quarterback changes that. Maybe that's exactly what they need is some injection of life back in that position. Maybe that's paying for someone finally. I don't know, but I still think the Bears should consider everything and anything, you know, that's out there at quarterback. But but again, I mean that's that's the point, and I know you know this, but I think that was missed, you know, by boy a whole bunch of pro football focused people that, uh, by the way, don't even follow me on Twitter. Um, they found you though, Adam. Yeah, well that, but that's what happens when you mention the T word all, uh, all the way from Ireland. They found you. Yes. Yeah. Um, but look, I. 100% agree. 2018, Mitch Trubisky's not good enough. That's the point. That's exactly the point. There's a lot of evidence showing you that 2020 Philip Rivers, best case scenario, is to be 2018 Mitch Trubisky. That was exactly the point of the tweet. And that wasn't good enough in 2018. So why would it be good enough in 2020 for more money that compromises the rest of your roster? I am not sitting here saying the Bears should not look at all options. They absolutely should look at all options. 100% they should. But in this specific case, with this specific player, I guess it is my take in this take world, everybody's got to have a take, that Philip Rivers is not the solution. That's all I'm saying. I just think for more money in this specific 
example, that's not the right answer. Maybe there's another answer out there. I, I, I have a feeling that as we go two podcasts a week here through the offseason, we'll be addressing kind of individually all these uh, scenarios, and this time it's Phillip Rivers. So that's just where I personally stand uh, on him, and um, I think looking back at Mitch Trubisky's numbers in 2018 and how similar they were to what Phillip Rivers did last year is exactly why you should be careful about spending that money on a 38-year-old quarterback. And, and I know you're not saying that the Bears should stand pat to it. No, we, no. we all know that Bears' room is going to change. There will be some level of competition brought into to, to be there for Trubisky. What, what that comes to be, what comes to fruition in that regard, uh, remains to be seen. We'll see how long their conversations are about Philip Rivers, and even just you know just spitballing that contract out there: one year, ten million; two years, twenty million. Look, I, I think the guy's still going to get paid. I, I think there's going to be a team out there that wants to give him twenty million dollars a year just because they want to take a run at this. Whether it's the Carolina Panthers, Washington Redskins, I don't know. Some of these owners like quick turnarounds; they like making splashes. And Philip Rivers would be a splash. Tom Brady would be a significant splash. So we'll see. There's still a lot of dominoes to fall. And I want to get to Tom Brady here quickly, Adam, because one of these dominoes that yeah, really intrigues me was the report not too long ago. I think it was from you know ESPN insider Adam Schefter. And if Tom Brady hits free agency, the, the Oakland, soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders would pursue him. And what that means for Derek Carr really interests me because I think just the pursuit alone would single to, to Derek Carr like, I got to get out of here. I'm not John Gruden's guy. He's going to keep doing this. He always likes the veteran guys. He always likes the old guys. It's, it's not going to be for me. So once those dominoes start to fall, the Tom Brady one, the Oakland Raiders, Derek Carr – where, where, where do you stand on that? If, if Tom Brady, like, I don't think it's realistic that he's going to, to leave New England, but obviously the door is now open for that possibility. The, the New England Patriots opened the door themselves. They really did. If, if Derek Carr is available, like even if the pursuit of Tom Brady infuriates Derek Carr, what would you do? Uh, in, in terms of that conversation, another one that must be had in Alisal. What a world we would live in if Derek Carr and Khalil Mack ended up on the same team after the Raiders couldn't figure out the contracts for both of those guys in Oakland together. Uh, that would That would certainly be very, very interesting. Derek Carr signed through uh, 2022 right now for uh, numbers that are pricey but not ridiculous when you consider like Jared Goff getting $33 million. Um, Jared Carr's kind of more around 18, 19, 20. Uh, and I don't know how the Raiders would want to try to get out of that contract. I don't know. You know, I haven't dove into that enough to know if they'd have to eat some of that money or something like that. Let, let me focus more, I guess, on Derek Carr, the player. Uh, Derek Carr will be 29 in his 2020 season. So he's getting up there, but he still has years left. I've always been a fan of his. He was my number one quarterback that year he came out. Um, I think for the most part, he's lived up to that, especially considering he was drafted in the second round. He's kind of like a more 
consistent, less polarizing version of Mitchell Trubisky? Is that fair? Well, I think the he would become polarizing here. Yeah. I, I just think Chicago in itself is such a different market from everywhere because the the quarterback situation is so historically bad. You know, and it's one of the founding franchises. We, there hasn't been a Super Bowl since 1985. Chicago's always going to be more polarizing. He it just is. It, it would almost kind of be like Jay Cutler again, not personality wise, but just I think the play on the field. It would be polarizing. He would cost a lot of money. I don't know that he's ever going to be the long term. You know, the, look. Here's, the problem is there's just there's so few true franchise MVP-type quarterbacks out there. There's really just a handful of them. There's 32 teams, so most of the league is always searching for those. And the Bears, just none of these options are that. None of these options are that. They're just not. Brady would be a Band-Aid. Agreed. Philip Rivers would be a Band-Aid. This is more... Derek Carr would be like a box of band-aids. <laughs> you know, like, but with the possibility for, I don't know. I mean, Oakland became a mess. I feel like you need to consider that. Like, when the Bears acquired Jay Cutler, he had one Pro Bowl experience. He, he, he His new coach didn't like him. I don't know if this is the case with Derek Carr. We know John Cruden's like kind of a wild card. He likes older players. Always liked older veteran players for for some reason. You know, like Rich, like loved Rich Gannon. Guy was in his thirties. Won a Super Bowl with Brad Johnson. Guy was in his thirties. He just likes old quarterbacks for some reason. You know, maybe Derek Carr should take a break and come back when he's older. It's just John Cruden's kind of wild card in all this. So I, I think Derek Carr's just kind of caught up. In all this, I'm trying to look up the just in terms of what his cap hit ranks amongst um, other quarterbacks. You know, here, here quickly, but it actually, Derek you know, Carr, what, you know what? It only looks like um, that the dead cap on him right now is seven point nine million dollars. So I'm not actually sure what. I think maybe most of that guaranteed money has already been paid, and. It might actually be relatively easy for the Raiders to get out of that contract, based on what I'm looking at right now. Okay, okay. So, if you're going to rank, I'll call it conversations, going to Hallis Hall. I think this hypothetical, and again, all of them, it's like the draft. You have to prepare yourself for everything. That's how the Bears should approach this quarterback solution. You need to be prepared for every single conversation. And that conversation needs to be had multiple times. Multiple times with your new coaches. Bill Lazor has got to be involved. John Filippo has to be involved. You need input from everybody now in terms of how you're going to fix the most important position in sports. i got to be honest. The Derek Carr one, it intrigues me. I know people overrate Pro Bowls, but the guy didn't go to three of them. One probably wasn't deserved, but two of them definitely were. He's won bad game, bad games for a bad team. You know, he's not. I get that there's only like a handful of special quarterbacks. We're talking about like four or five of them. But Derek Carr is probably flirting with this second tier. That's just my opinion. Well, according to Spotrack, two two point nine million of Carr's twenty twenty salary fully guaranteed on February fifth. So that's a big chunk of money that the Raiders just let guarantee for this year. 
Um, now, if they really part part of that might be because they didn't want to make a move before knowing they could potentially actually get Tom Brady. Um, but here's the thing: if they were to cut him or just release him, first of all, I think they would try to trade him. So that there's yes. But that's a lot of money that you're picking up. Uh, I think he'd be somewhat difficult to trade. If they were to cut him, I don't feel like he's going to sign with a team that where he's not given a starting job. You know, you think he'd sign with the Bears? You're you're going to be in a full on competition. Oh, oh with you go Trubisky. for Derek Carr. Trubisky's out the door. Yeah, you're trading Mitch Trubisky then. Yes, yeah. Mitch has to go. And but again, no matter what the Bears said at their News conference at the end of the season about your risky. This has to be a conversation that must be had. If Mike Mayock calls Ryan Pace and, hey, what do you think about trading for, for Derek Carr? This guy is just got a more proven track record than Mitch Trubisky. Something you have to consider. You absolutely have to consider it. I would love to, I'll tell you what, not this this, this would happen, but I would be very fascinated by a Mitchell Trubisky Derek Carr training camp competition. That I would watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't yeah. think it would happen. Um, Tom Brady, you uh, you want to make a run at Tom? Tommy? Tom, 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 Tommy. I, that's a very bad New England accent. Um, Tom, I can't do it. I can't do it. Even watching that uh, commercial with John Krasinski like a thousand times and Big oh, Poppy. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't. And Captain America. Captain America was there. Uh, I, I just can't do it. Um, you need to pony up $30 million. If the report from NFL Network is accurate, I think the the bargaining has begun. I think it's going to play out in the media. Of course, it's going to play out in the media with Tom Brady. Tom, with Tommy, of course, it's going to hit the media. The Patriots are apparently comfortable paying him $30 bucks a year. Thirty, And the Bears simply do not have that type of money right now. <laughs> My gut still tells me he ends up in New England. The, yes. The thing that, the only thing that makes me think otherwise is that I got to say, Adam Schefter, every time I hear him talk about this, says mo- over and over again, there's a good chance he's not New England. Wow. So, um, Adam Schefter would know. Yeah. Keep and, going and back. To let it. me clarify that. I want to make sure I have it right. It's not that he's saying he's there's a better chance that he's going to leave. He's just, I, I guess what Adam Schefter keeps saying is, it sounds like Tom Brady is seriously considering leaving New England. It's not just like a contract ploy to finally get paid what he's been deserved all these years because he's always taken less money from the Patriots to help the overall team. That this is a serious... He really wants to hit free agency and he's seriously considering leaving. And just hearing all that from Adam Schefter, he emphasizes that over and over again. Makes you think, oh, okay, maybe there is a possibility that he doesn't stay there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, the domino. That, that's the ultimate domino, though, right there. That is the, the splash move of all splash moves. And the Raiders, other team linked to him. He's from California. I can't see another team really pointing up the cash other than the Oakland Raiders. Can you? Uh. By the way, they are officially the Las Vegas Raiders now. Okay, okay. I just wanted to point that out. Um, it's hard to get used to. I still can't get used to the Chargers not being in San Diego. It's going to be tough. I, I guess so. I, I don't know. 
I'm so sick of this Tom Brady stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's every every year. (laughs) But it goes back to your Philip Rivers, though, argument. And Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. Greatest quarterback of all time. But I feel more confident that Tom Brady can put that could take the Bears over the hump than Phillip Rivers. Yeah, but but he wasn't a razor of all books this year, and he's been no. known for that. Without Rob Gronkowski, without Julian Edelman being Julian Edelman, without competent wide receivers, Tom Brady was very average in 2019. Now, I, I think the Bears would, would jump at average, considering what Trubisky was in 2019, and maybe give him better options with Allen Robertson and Anthony Miller and whatnot. He'd be better, but... We saw what failures around the quarterback can mean even to a Tom Brady. We just saw it play out. Well, and it's crazy to think, even the Patriots, you know, like they did not fill the Rob Gronkowski void. Forget the tight end position, just production offensively overall. They didn't do it. Isn't they really there, didn't do it. Isn't there a thought that the Chargers are going to go after Brady too? And that might not <sighs> – that kind the of California connection, I get it. California, I mean, they could probably use that kind of. They're going into this new stadium with the Rams, and nobody seems to be paying attention to them. Getting Brady would be a huge boost for them, I think, in that market because um, it's definitely an uphill battle. Uh, but I gotta say, I am here for the Brady going to to Las Vegas with John Gruden. I am all for it. Knock on wood if you're with me. I mean, I'll knock on wood all day. Let's let's do that. That 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 will get me to care more about Tom Brady. I will be yeah. here for that entertainment show. Yeah, 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 yeah. That it's great reality television. All right. All right so a, a few more numbers for you. <laughs> sure. Okay? I know we got to run. The Derek Carr right now. Let me count them right now. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Look, I could still count. In terms of average salary, he's tied with Drew Brees for ninth to twenty-five million. Now Drew Brees is going to go up. Tom Brady's below him. He's going to go up. Who else we got below him? Um, you, you have now, now you get a bunch of the young guys. Uh, Jameis Winston. He's going to go up. You got Patrick Mahomes. He's going to go way up. Uh, you just have. Uh, so, like, that's where the tier is. And all of a sudden, after them, you have a bunch of bad contracts, your Nick Foles, your Joe Flacco's of the world. And then you have all your young guys, where Trubisky is, your Winston's are, your Mariota's are, guys that are looking for their next big-time contract. So, just in terms of the money, I want to throw this one last thought out there about Derek Carr. Where he ranks amongst quarterbacks, it's not prohibitive. I would not even be scared of that money. And he can maybe get the, the Raiders to, to, to take some of that as well. Just kind of throw it out there, you know, just throw the line out in the water. Yeah, but I will also say I think those numbers would be pretty similar to, to where Nick Foles is at. And we've talked about those connections. By the way, I'm not arguing Nick Foles is better than Derek Carr. Just, we've talked about those connections, the fit in the offense, the fact that these coaches... Just don't tweet it, Adam. You'll be good. Yeah, I'm done. You know, I'm just done tweeting about Mitch. I think I'm done. You're not, but okay. Yeah. What? You, what? Yeah, no. Um. Hey, how much... Uh, no, don't care. How much... Speaking of not caring, how much did you not care about the XFL? Um, okay, I'll say this. I did not watch one single second of it Wow! on live television. What I did watch, and I watched it a few times, was the kickoff on Twitter. Just when, when people shared the videos of it. Mm-hmm. I think maybe a tweaked version of that. I, I don't know how much tweaking 
the NFL should consider and something like that. But I'm very intrigued by what that could mean for the NFL, just in terms of saving the kickoff and keeping it in the game. I thought the biggest story of the weekend was the fact that I genuinely believe the XFL may have saved the kickoff because I have been of the thought that whether it's three years from now, five years from now, a decade from now, the kickoff would eventually be gone. There's been so much tweaking of it uh, and trying to f- move players around so it's safer, but still an interta- uh, entertaining part of the game. Um, and they haven't really found the right way to do it. What the XFL did this weekend, if you missed it, was instead of having the entire kicking team lined up back where the kicker kicks the ball, like you've always seen on every kickoff ever, they move the kickoff unit down to the receiving end, but five yards away from where the receiving team lines up across the, you know, across sideline to sideline. But none of those players can move until the ball is actually touched by the returner. What this ends up doing is it almost makes it more like a play at the line of scrimmage where the players are lined up closer together and takes away that 20, 30 yard head start that they get running down the field creating these high-impact collisions. And the biggest thing that I thought was so interesting, Johnsy, is that the returns were still entertaining. Like, it was still possible to get some key returns. And I actually, my mind started jogging about how these special teams coordinators at the NFL level could create you know, actual lanes to create some big returns. And also, since the players are so far forward, if you get past that initial line, there's a lot of room to run. Yeah. Because there's not as much opportunity for the players to come from the other side of the field and get back there to save a touchdown. So I thought what the XFL created was a much safer play and still an entertaining play that opened the door back up to kick returns. Because I've honest to God looked at Devin Hester as like the last great returner we'll ever see in the history of football. And this, to me, really opens the door back to an entertaining play that can impact the game. And I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. So it came across my timeline because Tyreek Hill, the chief superstar, fastest guy in the NFL, was tweeting this at uh, Nicole Hardeman, the, the rookie for the, the Chiefs, who is fast as hell, too. Mm-hmm. And they were intrigued just by what, by what they were seeing. And everybody knows the, the, the NFL has completely just changed rules, you know, in terms of safety and that special teams, specifically kickoffs, has been targeted just because of the percentages of concussions. They started on them. And so by decreasing the, the distance between players, it, could, it decreases the, the impact of these collisions. And you're right. I am intrigued. Like, can you make, like, lanes by, by pulling a guy, you know, like, and getting, like, the offensive linemen out there? Um, I'm intrigued. Can, can consider me, you know, maybe voting for this, you know, to be explored at the next NFL owners' meetings. But this is what happens. You know, the, the, the NFL history is littered with examples of these upstart leagues coming about, you know, throughout its hundred years and implementing certain changes that the the NFL eventually picks up. Like it's all the camera angles that the NFL saw and loved from the original XFL. Remember that? Yeah, like Skycam. So 
Yes, yes. So I, I can definitely see the NFL uh, considering this, and they absolutely should. Absolutely should. Now, one holdup is the onside kick because it it takes away the element of the surprise onside kick because there's really no way to execute it with all the players downfield, um, and they can't move until the returner touches the ball. So unless it's like completely muffed by the returner downfield, it's not like... You can just like ram it, you know, like a. Yeah, there, yeah. there's so other like, things well, you got to consider here, like the squib kick and things like that. So at the XFL level, they have embraced this fourth and 15 idea where you get one play, you declare that you're trying to keep the ball, you get one fourth and 15 to get the first down, and if you don't get it, the other team gets the ball. This was proposed by the NFL last year, uh, by, specifically by the Denver Broncos, and shot down at the owners' meetings. But I think it would take embracing that to really get this new kickoff idea to happen yeah yeah so in in the interest of safety i think you should be curious about all sorts of different things that the the xfl is showing you right now yeah but i also think that over the years you know the way they've they've already tweaked the kickoff it's led to less explosive returns um you know you saw a little bit more of that this year with cordero patterson because the bears were able to get their hands on a real returner but look the reality is i i the kick return is not as exciting as it used to be. Um, and there's more touchbacks, and that's just how it is in the game today. I would like to see more returns. I think it's an exciting play, but I also think it needs to be safer. So I'm all for this, even if you have to take away the... On- Look, the onside kick has gotten so hard to get anyway. Um, it's fun to see a surprise onside kick here and there, but I do think these 4th and fifteen declarations of, hey, we're going for this would also create an exciting play. So, put me on board with it. I'm interested to see any of the... We're, we're starting to get to the time of year where these rules are, get discussed in the competition committee and then they get proposed for the owners meetings, which are about a month and a half away. So, now's the time to start having these serious discussions at the NFL level. Yeah, absolutely. I'm for it. I like it. Uh, quick Marvel update before we get out of here. I watched. Good for you. I'm excited. Go ahead. I, my pace has slowed down a little bit, but I did watch the um, Captain America Winter Soldier, which was one of your favorites. Yes. Yes. What did you like about it? Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, plot twist that the guy came back. I'll just phrase it like that. I feel like we're way past the point of spoilers. Cause I think that movie came out in 2014. Yes. Um, but, but you, you watched the, the first captain America, right? Correct. That was the first one I watched. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, you gotta have a, as long as you're, well, if you're watching the Marvel movies, you better have suspension of disbelief anyway. Yeah. Um, well, of course, you know, I, one of my biggest holdups of, of every cat, like, standalone film is if like the world's under attack like washington dc is like yeah got these giant ships up in the air like don't you think like a tony stark would notice wherever he is yes (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. like if like you watched iron man 3 right if tony stark's house gets bombed like that don't you think like cats in america being across the country in new york would, would would take notice but that's the comic book world i mean that's all the comic books always have worked, you know. They fight their own battles, and the the link ups always come later over something more catastrophic. No, I I am learning that that is definitely the biggest hole in the whole series. Is that 
once you see the first Avengers movies, you're like, wait a minute, why are they not? Why is this not? Why is the, why don't they all show up to solve every problem? Um, so I think the next Avengers movie is on my uh, on my, next on my list. The Age of Ultron, yeah, I believe is yep. the next one. So uh, we'll get there, but um, you know, this is what the off season's for to yes grind through uh, T word tape and. Now, now here's and the watch spoiler. I'll give, here's the spoiler I'll give to you uh, before we go here. That Bucky Cap connection. Keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. Okay. Yeah, I figured it wasn't it's, going it, away. It's an enduring one. Yeah, I figured it wasn't going away. But uh, I, I, I think so far the Captain America ones are my favorite. Okay. Of the individual movies, and then probably Iron Man second. Okay. So I've always been uh, an Iron Man guy. You know, I consider myself a billionaire playboy philanthropist as well. Yeah, you, minus the billionaire part. <laughs> no, yeah, you and Tony Stark have a lot in common. Yeah, we do. Yeah. we do. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so take that and think about that for a little bit. All right. Good stuff today, though. Twitter. Settle down, Twitter. I gotta say, just, I'm, what you should do, Adam, is tweet this podcast out and, and make your case just so people have to listen to it. Well, I kind of already did a tease with the tweet from yesterday. Good. I said, we'll discuss this further on today's podcast. I think I'm going to go with this T-word thing, though. I like it. I think that's the one positive we came out of this. Yes, don't use it. Well, I think for now on, when I use mention Trubisky on Twitter, I'm just going to say T-word. <laughs> yes. I think, That's good. I think it'll work. All right. Good stuff today, Johnsy. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. You can read us at WGNRadio.com slash bears. That probably would have been a better forum for explaining all this, just like this podcast has been a better forum. I'm so down on Twitter these days, man. I really am. Like, this is getting off on a big tangent, but Joaquin Phoenix's speech the other night, like, he literally gives his whole speech about how we should treat each other better, and all people do is go on Twitter to bash him. I'm like, are you serious? Does anybody listen yeah. anymore? It's horrible. It's Twitter, man. So there's your little me on a soapbox for the day. Talk to you on Thursday. See ya. And that's the facts. That's, that's 100% truth.